What is up, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Subjectively Speaking. My name is Jeremy Paul. And I'm Laura Norman, and this is episode 23, game 25, the Columbus Blue Jackets versus the Dallas Stars in a shockingly impressive 3-2 win for the Columbus Blue Jackets in Texas. Good old Texas. Everything's bigger than Texas, or not than Texas, everything's bigger in Texas, including when the Blue Jackets win. A big win for us uh, last night, uh, recording this episode the day after, had some time to process, um, thinking through some things with the game yesterday. Obviously a much better showing than the first time we played Dallas, Um, and so feeling pretty good going into tomorrow's game, or I guess today's game when we release the episode, Um, you know, Saturday's game. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about where we're at. I mean, obviously, like, the same thing that we said the other night after we came home from the Red Wings win, like, all is not better, all is not fixed, but definitely a step in the right direction. Well, and I think it's important to note that the first two periods of this game were snooze fest, pretty dull, so bad. Um, just a lot of back and forth, a lot of back and forth, and basically just like a goalie to goalie, sh- you know, show off situation because that's really all it was. I mean, it was pretty much even keel between both teams of like trying to score goals. Um, but nothing was happening. And then beautifully at the end of the second period, Mr. Boone Jenner yeah. scored an absolutely gorgeous goal. Um, and honestly, he was my number one star of the night because he just played so well last night. So Oh yeah, without a doubt, Boone Boone for sure was the star of the game last night for the Jackets. Um, you know, obviously that third goal. No, was it the second goal? Third goal, third goal, um, which was credited to Eric Robinson, comes off of Boone throwing it on net and, and Eric Robinson's skate being in the right place at the right time. And so the Jackets took a three to nothing lead. And at that point, it felt really good. And then the Stars just, they just started coming and they didn't really stop. <laughs> it's like, you know, that like edit of um, that Smash Mouth song? All-Star? Yeah, where it's like, and the base or no i'm thinking the wrong thing um oh my god what song no i'm not thinking of the black eyed peach song the running running song no that's not what i'm thinking of and they don't stop coming and they don't stop coming and they don't stop you know i'm talking about oh that is like that yeah yeah, it's like that meme where like dallas just would not stop um and it just felt like we were so close to losing that game in the, in the second half of the third period, I was halfway, like, worried about whether or not we were going to throw that away. Then also equally as worried about making sure I was becoming best friends with whoever runs the Romeo's Columbus uh, social media account, the Twitter account. Shout out! Yeah, that was fun. I had a lot of good times chatting with whoever that was. So shout out to you. You're a friend of the pod, whether you want to be or not. <laughs> so welcome. Um, thanks for the free pizza. Loved that. Big fan. Big, big fan. Can't wait to let you know what we get on it. Also, if you ever want to sponsor things, hi. Hi, Miss Girls. We would we would absolutely love to be a spokesperson for your brand. Um what was I gonna say about the game? I don't know. I kind of derailed you with the really long You did. Yeah. You did derail me a, a wee bit. Um no, I think I think Dallas. Dallas is in a very similar situation to us. Like they are 
super struggling. They started off the, their season pretty well. Obviously, they kicked our asses early on um, in the season, but they have been on a major struggle bus for their last 10 games. Um, and I think when when you're in a situation and, you know, we're like this too, when you're in a situation when you're down 3 nothing in the last period, you're at your home arena, you're like, well, fuck, this is embarrassing. So they just start pushing really, really hard. And that's a dangerous situation for the Blue Jackets to be in because they like to give up leads like we're paying them to do it. Um, and so it was. It was really nerve-wracking. Um, and you can see the frustration on, on definitely Corpy's face with the two goals um, that Dallas got um, just because he had literally – you know, as per usual, been standing on his head for us all, all game, you know, just trying to keep us in it and then having them get those two goals in the third period. Um, it gets frustrating and it gets scary because, you know, we're literally moments away from either tying up a game and going into overtime, which never works out in our favor, or completely giving up a three goal lead and fucking losing in regulation, which we've done before. So. Oh yeah. One it was funny too. Cause like I'm going through Twitter as again, becoming best friends with Romeo's and I'm seeing on Twitter, like a bunch of blue jackets fans are shit talking Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh gave up a three, nothing lead against uh, the flyers or last night at that game. And, and again, I, this is released on Saturday. So Thursday night and everybody was like, fucking suck penguins fucking suck and then then everybody was like hey hey when it was three to two they were like shut up you're putting it into the universe like you're literally giving us all the bad karma so thankfully that doesn't happen and thankfully it works out but yeah i mean dallas has only won one game since we beat them in the second game of that series Uh, so i mean they're struggling and they're looking for they're looking for some redemption in any way they can get it and they're gonna come heavy for us on saturday there's no doubt in my mind i think if they get back to playing the game that they played against us the game one that we played in, in at nationwide that could be ugly <laughs> it, could, it well, could be bad but I well, they also ended the game i mean not just mad at us because they lost but mad because of a final power play that we went on yeah um where their coach lost his mind i can't say i blame him though i mean it yeah was... it was it was a, a pretty weak call um we didn't really do anything on the power play as per use um but yeah they i so i i definitely think they're gonna come at us with a lot more aggression um and i hope that we can respond this is you like this is the blue jackets issue is when we do these two game series if we win the first one, we are all like, oh, yeah, okay, got it, got it. And then we come into the second one, and it's like, oh, no, we forgot that we're playing the same team, and now they know the things that we do, so we have to counteract those. Um, but, yeah, so we'll see. But I definitely think Dallas is going to come balls to the walls towards us because they're struggling. Like, they're – not doing well well i think like i even argue that their situation is a little bit more dire because they're also working against some injuries of of guys that aren't going to be back for a while so 
they, they've got to get a hold of it fast. And I think they're going to start playing with some desperation if they want to be a part of this conversation and making it into the playoffs. Because like we talked about with Steven, I don't know that any of the teams that aren't currently in that top four are really going to have a chance to get in unless somebody in that top four really starts to struggle. Chicago probably being the most likely suspect out of, out of that group. But I mean, they get another win tonight against the, you know, lightning. I mean, I don't really understand the Blackhawks, but that's not what I get paid to do. So I don't get paid to understand the Blackhawks, which is fine. But the Blue Jackets for the third time this year, only the third time have won two games in a row and have not yet been able to win that third game in a row. That third game has been elusive. And so I'll be really interested to see if they can figure this one out on the road in Dallas, get that win, uh, and really start to develop some momentum. I mean, this is not something that's entirely uncommon for the Jackets. Like, we have started the last couple of seasons really slow. It's just that this is hyper, like (laughs) – You just don't have as much time to regroup and get back up to speed in a a 56-game season. But one of the things I want to talk about is, like, we're we're starting to see a few people, like, get some momentum on the team. I think we've seen a, a few bright lights over the past couple of games, both Tuesday at home and Thursday in Dallas. I mean, y'all know I'm not a huge fan of his. The fucking Riley Nash, if he's not going out there and just trying his damnedest, yeah, Riley. I think Riley's played really well. I mean, I think Riley is probably one of those people who over the course of the last few seasons has just found his place on this team. And it's not the place that I think he was brought in to, to be in, but like he's he's pretty much been a – I mean, he consistently delivers what he's being asked to deliver, which is what he delivers. <laughs> like it's not, you know, anything wild. I always forget, did we get Riley in free agency? No, it was your first free agency. That was when I was on my way back from Chicago when we went to... Yes. Yeah, yeah, Because it always amazes me that he used to play for Boston. Because his attitude is just so not Boston. Yeah, I mean, he... Yeah, he played for Carolina, I think, before Boston. I think he, like, played a majority of his career so far in Carolina, but I could be wrong. And I think you're right. I don't think he played for Boston for very long. No, I think he played for Boston for a few seasons. I, yeah, and I think he'll, I I mean, he's in his last year. Yeah, I don't know if he's. Yeah. I mean, I'm terrible at that kind of stuff anyway. I'm always like, everyone stay, everyone stay because I love you. Correct. You Um, are very much like that. uh, But yeah, I mean, like we said just a few minutes ago, Boone Jenner continuing to just be the unsung hero of this team with just every shift that he takes on the ice. Um, And I love that for him. I think that he so often gets overshadowed. I mean, even in just like the smallest things, I've made this comment to Jeremy before, but in, in the time period that I have been a fan of the Blue Jackets, Homage has made a shirt for Cam, Nick, and Seth, and also Elvis, but we're not going to count him in this situation um, because Cam, Nick, and Seth are on the leadership team. Well, hey, you're missing one. One that's like actually a full-time alternative captain. Um, the only full-time. Yeah, the only full-time one. Um, and I think it's such a kind of a travesty how much he gets overlooked. Um, you know, he, he really does a lot of stuff behind the scenes 
not only for the team, but like in the community as well. Um, you know, Boone received the, the community leadership award at the end of this past season, um, you know, for the stuff that he's starting to do, not only here in Columbus, but back home in Canada. And I just really, I mean, I just really love him. Yeah. He's also not terrible to look at. So like, well, yeah, then there's that. That's a true bonus. <laughs> yeah. And I think like, yeah, that's like what's going to be so interesting over the course of the next few seasons is how that leadership group shapes out because I think it's going to obviously change a little bit. Like, you know, obviously we have no way of knowing how long Nick is going to continue to be a blue jacket. Obviously Cam's contract is, is pretty much extended for a while, but you have folks like like Seth who's coming up on Seth, – Seth and Boone will be free agents at the same time, and they'll both be unrestricted free agents. So – That'll be interesting to see what happens there. So a lot of things could change in the leadership of this team. It's just kind of fascinating to consider. You know, I remember a time where, you know, we we, we went so long without having a captain, like in Columbus, like between Rick Nash and Nick Foligno, um, that it's interesting to think of the fact that, like, that's probably not going to be the case here. Like, so long as, like, so long as nothing changes in the locker room, like, Cam will be the next captain of the Blue Jackets. I don't really have any doubt in my mind about that. And, and I will cry so much. It'll either be Cam or Seth, like I think. Like I, I don't, I don't know that it'd be Boone because I don't know if Boone is even going to be around for much longer. But, um, but yeah, I think that that's interesting to consider. There's just a lot about this season that continues to be interesting to consider when you look at at the future of this team there's just so much change coming. And so I think it's just a, a good thing to continue to enjoy what we have while we have it and keep pushing through uh, the vote of confidence from, you know, Yarmo Kekalainen on Tuesday before that game against Detroit um, and the staff pretty much to me indicates that he's not going to make a change this year. And I don't know that he really should. I think it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, moving forward perhaps, but I don't think, you know, and honestly, like, I think that that's going to be a mutual agreement. Like, I don't think that, I don't think that that's going to be a, hey, Torch, you can't come back. It's going to be a, hey, I don't really want to come back and I don't know that y'all want me. So. Yeah. And I think, you know, as, as frustrated and, and as upset as, you know, Blue Jackets fans have been during this, this season, you know, I don't necessarily, and, you know, we've had these conversations too about, you know, is Torch's coaching style still working? Is, you know, are the styles of play matching up, but the situation is, I don't know if it's a smart, if it would have been a smart move anyway in a shortened season to hire another coach, like to fire towards hire another coach. Like it just, that seems like a kind of a dumb thing on Yarmo's part to consider doing um, if he was ever, which I don't believe that he was um, just because it's like, this is such, you know, like I say most of the time at the end of our episodes, we are so lucky to be able to even be watching hockey right now and for the guys to be able to be playing based on the situation that we are in as a country, as a world with this pandemic going on. So it's kind of like this season is a gift in a weird way. And so like, I don't think that it's appropriate to make and I know other teams are doing it, but I don't think it's appropriate for the Blue Jackets to make such huge franchise-altering decisions in a season that we're in right now. 
Um, obviously changes are going to come, you know, the trade deadline is fast approaching. Um, and obviously a lot of things are going to happen over the summer, but I think right now the, the team itself, the, the front office is just looking at the fact that, Hey, we're being able to play. We're now being able to have some fans in the building, which means revenue. Um, so for the front office, and I know, a lot of people are saying this to Garmo, like that's the most important part. Cause if we would have been out this entire season, like it's an astronomical um, financial like hit to all the teams. If we would have ended up having to cancel this season. So um, yeah, so we're, we're, you know, we're going to be frustrated, but this is a, an opportunity that we probably shouldn't have had, but there's a lot of people working very hard behind the scenes to make it happen no without a doubt and I think too like that goes to the point of at the next Blue Jackets game you're going to have 25 percent of the fans in attendance against Florida on Tuesday so the Jackets will have one more in Dallas before they come back to Nationwide Arena and they're greeted by by the fifth line and by I guess the the line no my math is wrong 25 percent of five is definitely like 1.25 trying to make a cute joke so 1.25 lines is who they'll come home to and um and that'll be interesting I'm fascinated to see how that looks and we have tickets to games like in the future too outside of just the one that we went to on Tuesday and so I'm interested to see like how that changes and and stuff like that but um you know like we talked about on the last episode like I felt really good about that I just hope that I continue to feel good about (laughs) yeah no same we we did feel really good on Tuesday and you know I just hope and obviously you can't see everyone in the arena all at one time but you know from what we could see and from what we saw in broadcasts um you know, everyone was doing what they were supposed to be doing. That has not been the case at other arenas that have been having fans let in this week as well. There were some issues in Pittsburgh, um, you know, but from what I can tell and what I've seen, everyone on that game on Tuesday was really doing what they were supposed to be doing, keeping, you know, distanced, staying in their seats, which is really the ultimate goal. If you haven't figured that out yet from – any um feedback from the game is they really just want you to stay in your seats like unless you are actively going to the concession stand actively going to the restroom they want you at your seats because that's that's the safest place for you to be at this point as far as spacing is considered um and honestly for us just being able to sit in those seats and stare at the ice was like the biggest moment we've had in a long time but you know I just I just want everyone that comes and I know everyone has different opinions about this but the thing is is like it's not it's not a public space that you're entering so you got to do what Nationwide and the Blue Jackets want you to do and we just hope that you respect the rest of the fifth line too to keep you know to keep each other safe so um, so hopefully that continues to still go well. Um, and for me personally, like, I hope that they don't go up any more than 25%. Yeah. Cause I start to get nervous. No, that's fair. I think too, like, it'll be interesting just to make sure and see like that there are no cases. Cause now the blue jackets will have the second most fans and attendance just behind Florida. And so, I mean, 
it'll be interesting to see how other states and other you know you know teams adhere to things and ultimately like how the nhl lets them adhere to things um so we'll see we'll see um kind of going back to um to uh thursday's game i'm thinking through like one of the things that i was most impressed by is this is probably the first game I've seen them have like a really effective four check in and and the four check wasn't even like out of this world but it was so much better than it's been all season um Boone's goal comes from him four checking his ass off and then making a sweet play to the front of the net and just putting it on net and having it work out um you know there's to end that game right like obviously Dallas ends up getting a couple chances there at the end of the period but to end that game the Jackets spent a good time in the Dallas zone for checking and not letting them come out of their own zone which has been a trouble that the, that the Jackets have had all year so like it was kind of nice to give somebody else a taste of our medicine there mm-hmm. so I, I was impressed with the way the Jackets closed that game out I was impressed with the way that they forechecked again I am not ready to say that this is like playoff material like I I, I think it was it might have been Jeff Savota but it might have been it might have been Brian Hedger it's one of the two had tweeted like, okay, after those last two games, where are you at? How are you feeling? And he was like, I got a range of responses from this. And it was a gift of the Stanley cup to this. And it was somebody saying, get rid of the whole team. And to somebody who is in the middle and they were just like, I'm confused. (laughs) And I'm that person. I'm the confused one who has no idea where this is going to go, but I'm here for the ride. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would qualify myself as cautiously optimistic. Um, I, it's been two games. Uh, like Jeremy said earlier, this is only the third time this season in 25 games that we have won two games in a row. So, like, I'm not, you know, going to have a parade for only three times winning two games in a row. Like, this team, you know, time and time again, they're very talented. They can win more than two games in a row. They just have not proven that as of as of yet so yeah definitely not taking off the worry hat yet um because everything could still like there's a multitude of ways that this could go and one of those ways that it could go is directly downhill so you know until we start seeing some real momentum I don't think that we can uh completely ease up on thinking of what direction this season will go in but I do and I mentioned this to Jeremy a little bit when we were watching the game uh the other night but I'm getting a little bit frustrated with Patrick Line. Eh. I just you don't like him because of the PLD situation I think you've had a little bit of a I don't want to say resentment toward him since he's gotten here, but you've had a, like a really high expectation of him since he's gotten here. And I think it's like, but I don't think I'm alone in having a high expectation of him. No, but I also think like he, in the amount of time that he's been here, like is producing at a higher clip. He's his analytics, his stats aren't good. I think he just needs to be put into better positions. I think like, I think he is not being put into the situations that he needs to be put into right now. I think I'm more just confused by how he is as a player. Because I don't really get it. Like That's because we haven't had somebody here in Columbus like that in a really long time. Or really, I don't even know if I could say ever. Like, he is very much like, 
and I think I think his game is antithetical to like what you love about the Blue Jackets because you're very much like everybody does this together and this kind of stuff and like you're very much you you are very much towards and you don't care about a star you really don't like stars he's a star and like when it comes to him it's like sometimes you have to change your play for that player whether or not like you which feel is good. fine but i don't think that we're doing that and so then it makes right. like it's confusing right so is it is it frustration at line a or is it frustration at like the coaching staff for not creating those situations for line a? i think it's both I think it can be both. I'm just saying, um, like, I, I don't think it's line A explicitly. Like, no, and I don't, like, I think he's a perfectly decent person. I don't really have any opinions on that. I do have a few choice opinions about how he chooses to wear hats. But, like, <laughs> that's really more of a personal preference. Um, and I don't know. It's just, I think, I think Yarmo and everyone got me a little bit too hype on this situation. And now that it's not delivering in a way and also that's my naivete with hockey too and it, because I'm only used to the Blue Jackets and I'm only used to the way John Tortorella has coached the Blue Jackets which is this all we're all in this together high school musical version of hockey to have someone like Patrick Line come in where it's like okay so he can really only do his thing if we give him a very specific setup but we're not doing that setup really ever and so here we are I mean he had one shot on net all of the other night and I'm like that doesn't seem like what we like what I've been told is supposed to be delivered from this situation but you know again I think that just adds to the fact that there's a lot of things that are weird about this season but it's not like I don't like him I'm just weirdly frustrated and confused he's just had a rough five games too like he hasn't scored a game in the last five or goal in the last five but I think the other thing about him that's like really important is like even if he's not physically scoring like he takes attention from other folks and so like that's where you have guys like Cam like being able to produce like I think Cam is partially able to produce not only because he's stupid on, on the penalty kill but like also because there's some like he's not the the person that people are focusing on when that line's on the ice. And I think that that helps him to create some space and to get open, um, you know, and like be fed by whoever. I think the other thing too is like this power play is significantly better yeah. than it was before that trade. Um, and it's really turned into something that like, you can kind of pretty much expect a goal one out of every five, like you're expecting at least 20%. Like, and that's like, not like, it's not like we're not writing home about it, but like, it's definitely not the shit that was happening before. And Correct. so I do think it's a timing thing. I think it's a, I mean, once, and this is like what they were talking about on front and nationwide too. It's like, you know, you can't for better or for worse, you cannot say that like the game plan didn't have the change after that Pierre-Luc Dubois for, line a and for ross the victory like you can't say it like it had to have changed whether that's for the better or for the worse and when that happens like that, that's not the game plan you came into this season with and so yeah. and so it's a matter of like and i don't know if it's fair to say like i know this is how i framed it but I, i'm like thinking about it i don't know if it's fair to say like that he can only do x y or z in a certain situation like i think he's a really versatile and dynamic player patrick line is um i think it's just a matter of 
this is not a system that's necessarily designed for him because it didn't have the opportunity to be designed for him. But Patrick Laine is the kind of player that you design your, your game plan around. Like he, he is. Like, and he's probably the only person on that team with the exception of maybe Seth Jones. But you don't game plan around your – like you don't game plan around your blue line. Like, right. And so, I mean, I think moving forward, like as long as he like is locked up to a long-term deal, and like I saw like Portsline was talking about that today too – and talking about, um, you know, what does the future look like? If he signs a one-year deal, it's probably going to be around like eight and a half, nine million for one year. And if he signs a five-year deal, like Portsline was like, I could see that being anywhere from like 48 to 52. So like, that's like what, like 9.8 to 10.2 or something like that. So, I mean, he's going to get paid. Like he's going to get his coin. I just, and I hope it's by the Blue Jackets, but like. Well, agreed. I mean, I, I, I in no way want it to feel like I don't want Patrick to be on our team. That's not, I'm just, you know, mixing these two different styles of gameplay is harder, I think, for me because I'm so used to just the one. And like, it's just not, I mean, there's a lot of things not gelling, but it's just like not working out the way I feel like it should in my head. Um, But I do like, you know, I do like what, uh, Tort said the other day in his pregame, pregame or postgame, I don't remember, um, about Patrick and him having kind of like he runs a little hot um, and not not a bad way. He just has – he holds himself to a very high standard. He also holds his teammates to a very high standard. Um, and, you know, that's something that is really beneficial, I think, to our team I think having someone who expects the best, um, but also holds himself to the to the same level, um, is something that we need. We need to be. We can't just rest on our laurels. We can't just be like, well, you know, going back to towards. We can't just go back and say, well, this is just who we are as a team right now. Like that's not that's not a good enough answer. Like, and no one should be happy with that answer. Um, you want people on, like we say all the time, we want people who want to be in Columbus. We want people who want to be on this team and want to play hockey well. Like, so we need, you know, we need an energy like Patrick. It's just, you know, I just wish we were getting a little bit more of the quote unquote Patrick line. That was on the billboard. Well, I think he gave – he's given glimpses this season. I mean, like, before this skid, like, that game against Chicago where he just, like, lit it up. I mean, like, he he is absolutely capable of it. It's just a matter of putting him in the situations to do it. And I think as time progresses, he'll be put in those situations more. Yeah. Welcome to the Patrick Laine Show. <laughs> Hosted by Jeremy Paul and Lauren Norman. <laughs> Soon to be only hosted by Jeremy Paul when we get a cease and desist from the Blue Jackets organization saying, you need to start talking nice about him because we want him to stay. I am saying <laughs> nice things. Just that he has an issue wearing hats and I don't understand his gameplay all the time. We'll get there. On the gameplay. I'm not going to try to get you anywhere on the hats. I don't think we can fix the hat situation. That seems like his personal preference to not know how to wear hats properly. That's fair. But, I think the hair doesn't help. Yeah. But that's okay. It's okay. 
all I know is that he makes enough money to get a haircut if he wanted. True. And also to have someone put hats on him correctly, if need be. <laughs> well, aside from our harsh criticism of Patrick Laine's hair, mm-hmm. what else have you got on your radar? You got any other things going into this game against Dallas? Um, I just, you know... I I just think it would be really good if we could just win three games in a row. Like, I don't really care, especially on the road, because we're just, like, so bad on the road. And so, <laughs> you know, to win, to win in Dallas the other night was just, like, really, really nice, especially after we lost both games in Nashville. Like, it's, you know, we got to get better all the way around. But winning, if we win three games – um in a row I think that puts us in a good position to come back for Florida um on Tuesday Tuesday yep um and you know because Florida Florida's doing well and Florida we get a lot of familiar faces um and those familiar faces are also doing well um in Florida. So it's just a lot and, you know, but hopefully the energy of the fifth line, even more of the fifth line on Tuesday helps them. Um, you know, it really did seem to help the other night. I just, I think a lot of it though was spurred of like, we can't embarrass ourselves like in front of these people who are technically risking their well-being. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's literally, <laughs> this is literally a threat to my life going to these games right now. So if y'all could, like, <laughs> show out. <laughs> so, fingers crossed. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously, Corpy is going to start again. I do think it's um, a good sign. Elvis uh, skated with the team the other day, as well as traveled to Texas. Yeah. So, fingers crossed. Not that Corpy is not doing a great job. I think you can all attest to the fact that we are a – Jonas Corposalo Stan podcast. Um, but I do think the man might want to take a day off. I know I would. And, you know, Elvis, I know, is scratching at the bit to get back on the ice. And it sucks to go from a, a shutout to an injury. I'm just wondering, like, if his injury history is going to play a part in how the Jackets handle this situation moving forward with, like, who they choose to go with between Corpy and Elvis. But that's for another podcast. Yeah, that is Because this is, like, his fourth or fifth injury. Like, this is, like, the fourth or fifth time he has been out of the lineup for the Jackets in the time that he's been here. Not always long, but, like... Right. He's a little bit fragile. Could be an issue. True, but I think you also got to think about what we have been putting him through as a team that has caused these. I don't know. He been get, he got concussed at practice. <laughs> he didn't hit himself with the stick. <laughs> no, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, he is not exactly the world's most durable, and that's important. I that mean, like, important. no matter like what position he's in, I mean, like, it's important. But so, this last thing, I mean, was definitely in our bad situation because we were making him. Oh, sure. Do insane things to just keep us from not losing by 4,500 goals. No, correct. I think, yeah. So that'll be interesting. Um, As far as me, like, I don't have a ton of final thoughts, like, going into 
um, into this game. Like, I will go on record and, th- and say that I do think we'll get our third win in a row, which is probably means that we'll not – that we won't um, <laughs> because I'm saying it out loud. But that's okay. That was me knocking on wood, by the way, if I comes through on the microphone. <laughs> and I think, like, um, you know, looking – Looking forward, I mean, like, I think there are a lot of exciting things coming for, for the team. Um, hopefully, I'm, I'm speaking that end of the universe. Um, but if not, like, you all know that we're totally down for a little bit of a miserable, commiserating podcast. Like, we've done it before, and we'll get back into that whenever we need to. Um, you will notice that I introduced the podcast as subjectively speaking, because at this point, I'm sick and tired of fighting with it. It's subjectively speaking. It's just going to have to be. Um, Thank you I, for all of you who participated in the Twitter poll. Which actually told us nothing. So actually, Truly. actually, no. Like, I'm not thanking you. You did nothing. I am all 19 or 18 of you. Well, if 19 people voted, that would be helpful. But 18 people voted and nine said objectively and nine said subjectively by the time that we recorded this podcast. So you did nothing to help. Um, But I appreciate your candor. So thank you for that. Um, I... Yeah, I, I, it's subjectively. I mean, like, and I think, like, the way that we talk about things, it's absolutely subjective. Like, we absolutely are, 100%. like, like, do we come on here and say what happens? Like, sure. But then, like, but then we have a lot of other thoughts that we have yes. that are very much subjective. And so that just makes sense. If you read it phonetically, subjectively, like, subjectively, like, subjectively. <laughs> Which is one of my favorite ways to pronounce it is subjectively. <laughs> it's happened. It has happened. And so... Moving forward, subjectively speaking, subjectively speaking, subjectively speaking, you say it three times in a mirror, and Laura and I will show up behind you wearing boomer costumes. So try That's it. Terrifying. Go ahead, walk into the bathroom and do it now. Um, so yeah, that's. I do want to talk briefly though about the adventure that Jeremy and I went on today. Oh yeah. That has been a, several years in the making, actually. Yeah, for me, yeah. Um, so today, Jeremy and I went to see um, now both of our beloved tattoo artists. She was just mine previously. Miss um, Mackenzie, shout out to Black Ripper Tattoo Company in Loudonville, Ohio. They are amazing humans. And Jeremy got his Blue Jackets related tattoo today. I did. I did. I put the cannon on my body. Um, and she's pretty. It's a, it's a lot less phallic than the jackets put forward for boomer yeah yeah it's a lot less penis looking it looks like a, a pretty legitimate civil war era canon well right now it looks like shit right now it's like in like a second skin bandage that just like all of like the grossness is like pooling on top of it healing it it's going really well um but it does not look good no it does but, not look good currently yeah oh it looks great Mackenzie bodied it like it looks really great but yeah so but this may come as a shock to most people but i actually got a blue jackets related tattoo before jeremy did she did she did do that it was a year a year into me being a blue jackets fan yeah when you fall you fall hard bitch. i do i do it's really sad um but no i have um a very cute it was actually my first ever tattoo um she's very cute but she was too fucking expensive um yeah it's twenty dollars per line <laughs> essentially yes i have a, no, i mean literally, <laughs> literally yeah he's not lying FYI. <laughs> i paid way too fucking much for the tattoo but i have five lines on my left wrist 
Um, and if you're ever with me while we're watching a game, if it's really stressful, you will catch me rubbing it because I feel like it generates some sort of energy. Doesn't really work, um, but it's helpful. Wait, is that six? No, it's not. <laughs> I just wanted to fuck with you a little oh bit. Oh my God, you just made me count the lines on my own goddamn tattoo that I've had for two years. <laughs> This is our friendship, everyone. This I'm having a, I'm having a good time. Um, but I am going to post pictures of our tattoos when we put up the promo for this episode so y'all can see um, our dedication to this team is permanently um, emblazed on our on our bodies. Which is fucking stupid because they hurt me enough. Like I don't know why yeah. I, I don't know why I need them to be needles that go into my body. True. And you actually technically owe you are supposed to get another one. Oh, piss off. I, I got to figure out when I'm going to do that or what I'm going to do with it. I and When the Blue Jackets drew the Tampa Bay Lightning <laughs> in 2019, <laughs> I said that I would get a lightning bolt tattooed on my body if we won that series. I said it. I'll do it one day. I haven't yet. Because what did we do? We swept it. Which makes no sense. Also, apologize to the ears of our listeners yeah, after that one. I'm going to be real loud on this episode, and I apologize. But, um, yeah, apologies if, like, this sounds cut off. Zoom just stopped recording. It said you have insufficient space on your laptop, which is probably a sign that we record too many podcasts. But that's okay. You can you can write me a check for some external hardware if you want to. We'll shout you out on the podcast. Not really. Please don't do that. I literally will take none of your money. But... What I will do is encourage you to get excited about a potential, and that's not potential, it is happening. Yeah, a, we signed the paperwork, so it is happening. It's happening. <laughs> Our first partnership as a podcast, so we're really excited to introduce that to you here in the next few days. That's how you can pay for my hard drive. We'll talk, we'll talk to you more about the details in a future episode coming up. Uh, but I know we covered a lot tonight. We we audited each other a little bit about Patrick Line, Which I do like him. It's just, I am confused and frustrated. So don't come for me. <laughs> We're all confused and frustrated at this point um, with pretty much everything this team is doing. So uh, we'll continue to be confused and frustrated together. We'll come to you with another recap episode after Saturday's game against the, I almost said the Cowboys, wrong sport. <laughs> Absolutely incorrect. Absolutely I hate not. That you just made me do my like super obnoxious laugh. I, mean, I hate that I like said it, if it makes you feel any better. So, um, the stars, it's all the same thing. Get, get a fucking other identity. Okay. Like really like Dallas is not even cowboy. -y. Dallas is like, I've never been to Dallas. It's so just not know. that at all. Like that's where I'm like, okay, we get it. Boots. Okay. We get it. Stars. All right. Yeehaw. I'm pissed off. I'm just mad that I fucked that up. I don't really, I, if you're a Dallas fan, I'm sorry. Um, you're not listening to this if you're a Dallas fan. Who am I kidding? Fuck off. It's a off. weird dedication. It is. So we look forward to chatting with you all again here in the next couple of days. I'll throw it over to Laura to do our favorite little egg, egg, extra. Oh, my God. This has been a bad few minutes for me. I'm going to throw it over to Laura. Wow. Let's see if she gets the name right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> because we changed it. Because we changed it. Um. So, yeah. Uh, follow us on social media. We are at SubjectivelyPod on twitter and instagram twitter you just br bring me so much joy 
You truly do. Sometimes I get confused and overwhelmed because Jeremy will tweet something and then not tell me about it. And then my phone will blow up and I think that we are A, getting hacked or B, someone's coming for us. I'm, so. a, I'm a provocateur. I like to ask the questions to get people going. And but Laura then he doesn't say anything to them. And then I get anxious because I'm like, we're halting a conversation. No, I just like to like them. I, I don't like to engage because quite honestly, like... I don't really have anything else to add to what people are saying. I just like to get the people going. And if they want to know what I have to say, they can listen to the podcast. Heart. <laughs> but yes, Twitter, we love you. You are, you just, you just bring us so much joy. Instagram, y'all really liked the video that I took of Jeremy walking into the arena, um, which was cute. So we'll definitely be doing more videos as we continue to go to games in person. Um, so that way, like I said previously, can show a little bit of, of some things uh, that if you're not able to go to a game this season or you're not comfortable going to a game this season, you can still see um, Nationwide and all the things we love about it. But yeah, so follow us on social media. Also rate, review, and subscribe on whatever social media platform, or not social media, whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Um, like we said in the last episode, we definitely got to our 10-star ratings, but I have a new challenge for you. Oh, I don't even know about this one. I would like to get to 15 by Easter. So you got like three weeks. Easter's the first weekend of April. Well, we all know what by Easter means, right? No. You know, like everything's going to be back to normal by Easter. Oh, so yeah. So by Easter means that they have at least a year and a half to, to get Correct. this one to 15. Yeah, this is the um, the anniversary of our last normal week. Disgusting. So, and a lot of sh I I don't know if we've made it clear enough to all of you, but a lot of shit has happened to Jeremy and I in the last year outside of COVID. So, like... It's been a time. Very that. But I do mean by Easter 2021. Good to know. Good which to is know. April 4th. I just remembered a certain somebody saying that everything would be back to normal by Easter, like at one point in my life. And I can't remember who said that. I won't say their name on the podcast. I just remember it kind of. We are no longer governed by a snack food. So we're... A snack food. I am screaming. Okay. On that note, please don't unfollow us if you hate us politically. But if you don't, you're our people, and we're happy you're here. Uh, so until we get the chance to chat next time, hopefully about a Jackets win over Dallas, um, going for three straight on Saturday, please stay well, please be safe, and we will talk to you so soon. Bye.